The Human Podcast features weekly service audio from the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia. Please visit us at human.org. Good morning. I'm Deborah Burrell, a member of this congregation. And on behalf of Reverend Dave Dunn, our Director of Religious Exploration, Lexi Tagney-Brown, Music Director, Alex Peach, our choir, my fellow worship associates, and the dedicated technical team that is making today's live stream possible, I'd like to welcome you to the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation, which we lovingly call Human. This past Friday, April 8th, was the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network Day of Silence. It's a national student-led demonstration where LGBTQ students and allies all around the country and the world take a vow of silence to protest the harmful effects of harassment and discrimination of LGBTQ plus people in schools. It was started in the mid-90s by two college students The Day of Silence has expanded to reach hundreds of thousands of students each year. Every April, students go through the school day without speaking, ending the day with breaking the silence rallies and events to share their experiences during the protest and to bring attention to ways their schools and communities can become more inclusive. As Unitarian Universalists, no matter who you are, whom you love, or where you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. If there are any of you visiting with us for the first time today and feel comfortable doing so, would you please identify and introduce yourself so that we can worship together as friends? Any newcomers on my left? Hi, I'm Kristen Epstein from New Jersey, and I'm here visiting my parents. I'm 
Welcome. Anyone else on my left? Yes. Welcome. Any more on this side? Okay. Any newcomers on my right? Okay. Well, this morning we are offering playgroup during the service in Discovery Hall, the building there, and the nursery is in the Discovery Hall kitchen. Youth will be going on a nature walk and then recycled egg decorating, and there will be a multi-generational Easter egg hunt at the Discovery Hall Outdoor Portico. We have a few adult enrichment offerings this morning, Sunday service reflections, and spiritual cinema. Please refer to your order of worship for the locations. And um, Gus Haydorn asks you to join him for a short scenic hike during second hour to Lover's Rock in the heart of Roswell. It's a good opportunity to take photos for the Earth Ministries photo contest. You will send your photos to communications-deputy at human.org by Earth Day, which is April 22nd. And John Burkhart has a, an announcement. Good morning, everyone. Oh, there we go. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be back here. It's almost surreal. Uh, it's a beautiful day and a great day to think about Earth Day coming up next week. I just want to let you know about the things we've got uh, planned for you. Uh, we've got the photo contest. There's cash prizes. Uh, we're going to have representatives from Creative Solar here to answer your questions about getting solar panels on your house. We're going to have a representative from the Xerces Society. Where is she? Denise, there she is. Thank you. I'm uh, going to be talking about pollinators, invertebrates, and native plants. Very excited about that. Um, we're going to have a guest from the Shades of Green Permaculture in Atlanta. They're going to be talking about our watershed, protecting Atlanta's waterways, and doing a guided tour of our grounds and uh, letting folks know about how the water flows through our property. Uh, really excited. And of course, a vegetarian potluck. Uh, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you there. And Amanda Brally has an announcement. Good morning. I would like to make a special announcement that next year, from May through February through May, our Reverend Dave will be taking a sabbatical. Yes. Um, in the UU tradition, our ministers are entitled to sabbaticals after four years of ministerial service, and they are entitled to one month of sabbatical for each year of service. Next year, Reverend Dave will have um, completed seven years of ministerial service when he takes four months of sabbatical. So he hasn't really taken a sabbatical since he's been with us. Um, this offers an extended time for study, reflection, rest, and renewal. And these are all ingredients for effective ministry. A sabbatical leave is part of the congregation's covenant agreement with the minister. And just as importantly, our, our congregation will benefit as well as he returns refreshed, filled with new ideas, and with rekindled energy. I make this announcement as co-chair of our newly formed sabbatical committee, 
which is, temp which is a temporary standing committee, and we will be reporting to the Board of Trustees, and we will also plan and prepare the congregation for that sabbatical. Uh, the committee consists of a co-chair and four other members of the congregation, and Dave also serves as co-chair until the sabbatical itself. So we are charged with the following, helping to schedule Sunday service guest speakers for three times a month during that uh, sabbatical period. We also schedule on-call minister, on -call minister for pastoral care, any rites of passage rituals that may be necessary. We will be in communication with the congregation before, during, and after. And then we will also assist the Board of Trustees regarding any issues pertaining to staff supervision, as well as assisting the minister and congregation in the development of a re-entry and re-engagement program following the sabbatical. So the other members of the sabbatical committee are Dave Krober. I don't know if he's here today. Anu Manya. She is not here either. Um, Tina Alexander joined our group, as well as Bruce Langston. So although we are just forming, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We can also be reached via email at sabbatical at human.org. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Amanda. And uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I love, I love my job here, but it's time to take a sabbatical. <laughs> well, good morning. It is wonderful to be back in this sanctuary once again. Yes, for those of you who've been living on the moon lately, we have been not in, been in this space for three months, and uh, it's so good to be back here. And on behalf of the entire congregation, I really can't even begin to thank all the people who did so much hard work to get us back here in three months. I mean, just the the hiring of contractors to scrape off the floor and do do drywall working with the insurance company, cleaning the furniture, moving furniture everywhere, every week. It's really been an amazing uh, task, and I want to thank everyone who's done all of that work. Um, <clears throat> all I can say really is thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. We love you. And we are grateful to walk this path of ministry with you side by side here at Human. In addition to the repairs and reconstruction inside the sanctuary, we have done extensive work outside as well in our garden. Due to the single-digit freezing temperatures we had this winter, we had many plants that, that did not make it, and we needed some significant work in the garden. Fortunately, a single angel donor in this congregation hired some professional landscapers to overhaul the entire garden area. And they've done a wonderful job. They've done a wonderful job. And we are most grateful for the generous spirit of that angel donor. 
In that spirit, and as members and friends of this congregation, please be on the lookout for ways that you can be an angel to this congregation. There's more gardening to be done, a playscape to be built in that fence over there, young adults who need to go to General Assembly, upgrades to our kitchen and other things. The list goes on and on. How does the angel spirit move within you? Again, it is a blessing to have angels amongst us and again to walk the path of ministry with angels here at Human. This morning's call to worship is by Susan Davison Archer, who writes, the earth is warming, the bird songs increase. Sweeter breezes brush our cheeks, and the earth holds hope in its seeds and buds. Come, let us gather this morning with joyful noise and with warm hearts and with hopeful, hopeful spirits, for we are one with the renewal of the earth and blessedly held in love of one another. And now let us light our chalice together. Please join me in reading together these words by May Sarton. They're printed in your order of worship. Help us to be the always hopeful gardeners of the spirit who know that without darkness, nothing comes to birth as without light, nothing flowers. August of 2003, the sanctuary was completed. It took about four years of what what I've been told, I wasn't here, of long-range planning, a capital campaign, then design and construction of the building itself, which was supervised by our own Bev Jordan, who did all that work, which must have been monumental to supervise the construction of this place. Now, I may be biased, but this is the most beautiful of sanctuaries. It truly is. People talk about the windows all the time. That it floods, I don't like to use that word flood, but (laughs) but it it floods this room with light. And people love looking at the trees out here. I can tell. I know you do because I know you're not looking at me. You're looking up there. (laughs) But I don't have to look at you because I can see the clouds (laughs) going across the sky. It's just simply gorgeous. It's simply gorgeous. And, And the music in here, when it's played and sung, is truly heavenly. It truly is. It's a great space. But in January, we realized the fragility of our sanctuary, the impermanence of things when the sanctuary was flooded with water, when our 
when our uh, fire suppression system ruptured, flooding this whole space. But this congregation does what it has done time after time again. It rallies in the face of obstacles and overcomes the obstacles by hiring people to scrape up this floor, working with the insurance company, bugging the insurance company, bugging the insurance company, <laughs> bugging the insurance company. I so appreciate that. And then hiring the folks to do the flooring, picking out the flooring. It's just a lot of work, and I can't thank everybody enough. So also, in the process, we had to move into Fellowship Hall. We did our services in there. Now, when I first came here, people would tell me, oh, we used to do, that used to be our sanctuary. And I thought, that is ridiculous. <laughs> How could you do a service over there? And it was kind of ridiculous. It was. And beautiful. It was beautiful having service in there. It was tight. I felt like you couldn't move without bumping into something or someone. It was all elbows, and I'm not going to go on after that. No. But once again, I want to thank Fellowship Hall. God bless Fellowship Hall. It continues to serve us well. So once again, we're back in our beloved sanctuary. Let us now rededicate this space as a sacred space. For here, upon this floor and in this sanctuary, children will be dedicated. Coming-of-age students will share their faith statements. Memorial services will be held. Tears will be shed. Talent show dance routines will be performed. Christmas Eve candlelight services held. Weddings performed. Joys celebrated. Sorrows shared. English dancing service auction parties thrown. That's next week. Peanut butter will be spread on body parts. That's kind of an inside joke. You had to be there. <laughs> Choirs will sing and hymns will be sung. The human band may yet play again. And new members will join us. And children will laugh. <laughs> and, and we will love every minute of it. So here, honoring... It's past and grateful for its presence here with us today with hope for its future. We bless and rededicate this sacred space, this sacred sanctuary. In here, earlier, I placed some of our holy water. So I would rededicate this sanctuary with this water. And may this be the only water that is ever spilled on this floor. Amen.
please rise in body or spirit to sing opening hymn number 305, De Caloris. Alex is going to play it through one time, and we're going to sing verse 1 in English, then in Spanish, and then verse 1 again in English. Easter, Christians celebrate Jesus' resurrection, his conquering of death. And actually, the conquering of death for all Christians or all people who have faith in Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says to a downtrodden and oppressed people, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed for those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's the Sermon on the Mount. Also, in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus 
says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. For I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And the people said to him, Jesus, when, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in? When did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? And Jesus replied, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. Now, maybe you don't believe in the resurrection, yet have we ever considered what is or perhaps what could be resurrected? Does it have to be a body? Could it be something else? Could we use Easter to reflect upon our lives and determine whether this love and service embodied in Jesus' ministry is that which needs to be resurrected in us. Am I feeding the hungry? Am I giving a drink to the thirsty? Am I welcoming the stranger. In every interaction, every interaction that we have with everyone we meet, regardless of color, creed, religion, ethnicity, political affiliation, in every interaction, could the love and service embodied in Jesus' ministry be the thing that is resurrected? And you? in me, and in all of us. Slovakia, introduced to his Prague Unitarian Church the flower ceremony he called Flower Communion. He introduced this special service to that church in June of 1923, 100 years ago. For some time, he had felt the need for a symbolic ritual that would bind people more closely together. The format had to be one that would not alienate any who had forsaken other religious traditions. So he turned to the native beauty of their countryside for elements of a communion which would be genuine to them. This simple service was the result. And Norbert's wife, Maha, introduced the service in this country.
A Blessing of the Flowers by Norbert Chopik. Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessing on these thy messengers of fellowship and love. May they remind us amid diversities of knowledge and of gifts to be of one in desire and affection and devotion to thy holy will. May they also remind us of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of another's talents discourage us or sully our relationship, but may we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us, all of us are needed to do thy work in the world. These flowers are gifts of grace. From an ordinary seed, they spring forth in unimaginable beauty. They've been brought here this morning as the greatest gift of all, a gift that demands nothing in return. May these flowers be blessed with the unconditional love we all have for one another. Today is a new day, truly an hour for hope and joy and gladness. Let us be thankful for the persistence of flowers and open ourselves to their long wisdom. Their strange beauty greets us in unexpected places as if there is a particular grace that is stronger than our carelessness and indifference. If you forgot to bring a flower this morning, no worries, we have plenty of extras. As the spirit moves you, please come forward and take a flower. May it symbolize for you the hope, joy, and gladness of this day.
Note your new flower's particular shape and beauty. Please remember to handle it carefully. It is a gift that someone else has brought just for you. It represents that person's unique humanity and therefore deserves your greatest care. Amen. Please say with me the words by Elizabeth Sell Jones for extinguishing the chalice. They're printed in your order of worship. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are again. Oh, give us pleasure in the flowers today. And give us not to think so far away as the uncertain harvest. Keep us here, all simply in the springing of the year. Go in peace and enjoy your week. Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia, thanks you for listening to the Human Podcast. Background music, courtesy of Tim Moore from Pixabay. <laughs>